How do league executives, scouts, coaches feel about the quarterbacks in the NFL? Some pushback on how they ranked those quarterbacks in ESPN's offseason list of top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Matt and I will dig into that right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at the Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, coming at you every day in the off season. It's a fun time. Training camp's about to get going. And I was praising league executives, Matt, when we were talking about the defensive side of the ball and all the top tens that were coming out. And for those of you who haven't checked it out, go find Jeremy Fowler's piece where he doesn't rank them, but he talks to league executives, coaches. They vote for the best players at each position group in the NFL. And when the quarterbacks one uh, list was released, I think there started to be a little pushback, maybe some, some caveman old school mentality. You can still see that with the quarterback position, whereas there might be more free thinkers and um, more, forward-thinking coaches and execs in the NFL. And maybe it's just that there's – maybe it's just the quarterback position, Matt, but correct me if I'm wrong, is this felt like the oldest school list of all the positions? Yeah, possibly. You know, we've done some of them where, like, Justin Simmons is the top of the safety list. And, you know, not everyone might know Justin Simmons' backstory, where all these guys, of course, are quarterbacks, but they've been incumbents. Um, I think this is an interesting list, and and just by the tone of your voice before we hit record and the, your intro there, I might agree with this list more than you do. Just my hunch. We'll talk through it. Because uh, I think this is a tough one to make this particular year. I'm not even sure who I'd have won. It's uh, that, and that's kind of the thing. And so, mm-hmm. uh, look, it, I'm going to harp on the warts of these guys a little more than there's. Everyone knows they're what they're great at. Yeah, exactly. And and um, you know there's hall of famers on this list. So it's not oh, like yeah, say yeah. Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or garbage and need to be lower on the list or anything like that. But it's some players that are left off and maybe not getting credit for um, how tough they make life on opposing defensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gets me a little bit. And uh, we'll get to that a little bit later, but you know, yeah. it's uh, Aaron Rodgers, number one, right off the top. Like he's one of the all time greats. I- I'm not going to argue with that. I-, I don't have a huge problem with it. I wouldn't put him at number one right now, but I understand why he's at number one, and it's going to be a tough year for Aaron Rodgers to go back to back number one. Not only because he's thirty eight years old, but just because he lost his his Whoopi. You know, Devontae Adams is great. Yeah. You know, who knows if if maybe last year was the last time that Rodgers will play at that high of a level, or who knows? Maybe he'll just make a new Devontae Adams on that roster. I mean, back to back MVPs, and this number I tweeted out last week is kind of mind boggling to me. That over the last two years, his touchdown to interception ratio is 85 to nine. Uh, I mean, that's insane to me. And this goes back like eight years, BP, before we were doing shows that I've always considered Rodgers maybe the most underrated quarterback in history. And that was before this recent stint, because what I've always said about him, and this compares to the other Hall of Famers. I mean, you look at the 20 best quarterbacks ever. No one probably has a much better highlight tape than Rodgers, but no one has a better low light tape. I mean, he never makes bad plays, but I said, I'm going to harp on the negatives with these guys. That's my concern right now. And, and somebody quotes them here that there's times in crucial situations 
where he kind of takes the low road, the easy road, the, 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 the dump off as opposed to driving it through the wind in Green Bay. And I think we have to bring up that as awesome as he's been in his career, and this is a very recent trend too, one Super Bowl and not a lot of playoff success lately. Uh, that's exactly where I was going to go. Yeah, with yeah. And, and part of it is because of my last memory of Aaron Rodgers is him not making a play against yeah, the yeah. when there was a winnable game. And it's like, okay, cool. You didn't throw any interceptions, but go make a play. Go make a throw. You might have to. And what's crazy is he makes some dangerous throws, but it's it's at the perfect shoulder, the perfect spot for Devontae Adams where he can make the catch on a back shoulder or something like that. So um, it, it, it kind of – you're a Hall of Fame quarterback – Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback on the other side. You're at home in a playoff game at Lambeau. Go win the win. Yeah. game. And, and that's not the first time that we, we've said that same story. It happened again in 2019, um, although that was because his defense couldn't stop the run. Um, but it's it, th- that's, that's where I hold back. And I think about when I look at a list like this and I'm ranking them, who do I want to play against? I would still rather play against Aaron Rodgers than a couple Mahomes of names. or Allen or some of those types. Then the, the, the next three guys for sure. Okay, and I understand that. So I, I, I have mixed feelings on this, and this is a big-picture topic with Rodgers, that if you have the best passer in the league, but you play in the worst weather in the league, maybe that's not conducive to winning NFC Championship games at home. I, I mean, that's just something I talk about when you talk about his career versus mm-hmm. Peyton Manning or Montana or other all-time greats. But the fact is you got to beat Jimmy, you know what I mean, like you said. Right. Right, right, and his special teams let him down as well. But oh you know, yeah, you know, they were th- their special teams was bad all year, and they still won thirteen games in the regular season. You know, so go, you know, the, he. That's what Aaron Rodgers can really just throw down an emphatic dunk at the end of his career. If after losing his number one wide receiver Devontae Adams comes back this year, and he needs that yeah. that other Super Bowl, if he gets that next Super Bowl, the second Super Bowl. Does it without his best wide receiver? You can really just, you know, then he can just say, Peacock, what are you talking about? I'm number one. I'm out of here. And then retire and, and fade off into the distance as, you know, maybe the second greatest quarterback of all time. And I wouldn't put him past him to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned the, the coach quote. He said, late in the down with pressure, he won't always take risks. And then he ends that quote by saying, is he really trying to win? Like, you do see a little bit of that. And that happens to old guys, too. Like, I'm not quite as happy when it's zero degrees standing in the pocket after 17 games played of getting hit in the chin for an extra second to deliver the football. I mean, it's just, I said, I'm going to harp on the negatives. That's the negatives because yeah, well, immense positives. Why do you think Tom Brady chose Tampa? Oh, exactly. I mean, <laughs> Ben yeah. last year, Eli late in his career. Yeah. That's one thing I've always given Rivers credit for. Like, it's almost like he never noticed that he got old. He just would still take hit after hit. The guy I'd still put at number one on this list is Patrick Mahomes. And again, he's not going to have his number one wide receiver this year either. So, okay, it's Patrick Mahomes' show now for sure. It already was, but now it really, really is in Kansas City, and we'll we'll see what he's all about. It's actually kind of a big year for both Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers in that regard. Uh, Absolutely. And again, you guys don't need to tell me that, boy, Mahomes makes a lot of really nice throws. Of course he does. But here's the concern at this point for me is – Obviously, there was a blueprint of how to play the Chiefs. Make Pat Mahomes hit single after single after single. You know, don't let them, don't throw them the meaty fastball over the middle. You know, walk them, make them, you know, earn everything he gets. All kinds of cover, too. You know, don't even bother blitzing them because he tears you up. And 
you know, the gunslinger young guy that gets that, that's 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 the beauty of Brady. Brady will paper cut you over and over and over and over and over for 20 years where a lot of these gunslingers think I- I'm jumping out of my skin. I got to drive one in between the safeties and boom, there's a pick, you know. Right. Hero ball. But yeah, the hero yeah. ball is what finally got him past the 49ers in the Super Bowl. So I'm thinking about, OK, how the 49ers seasons have ended recently. And Patrick Mahomes is the one that keeps me up at night over Aaron Rodgers, which is why I'd have him. Sure. Number and number three is coming fast as well. Here, <laughs> oh, right? man. In, yeah. in Josh Allen. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't fight anybody for having him number one. But I would definitely not put him any higher than number two because I, I think Patrick Mahomes is, is still number one there, and, and he got him last year too in the playoffs. Uh, although didn't really get him, but you know the, the coin flip. But um, he's yeah, Josh Allen's, and we haven't seen Josh Allen's best yet. Where we've seen a lot of these other guys kind of peak, where you wouldn't expect to see maybe necessarily a lot more than what we've already seen from him. There might be more there for Josh Allen. Oh, his rapid ascension is unlike any I've ever seen from the quarterback position, particularly his mechanics and accuracy and ability to make all the throws with touch. Uh, Again, we know what he is. Um, I think there's a slight amid a bit of recency bias in his favor because how amazing he was in the playoffs and during that late run. But I don't think his regular season last year was as good as the one before it. I think it was a little more inconsistent during the year than people like to remember. Okay. Again, I'm harping on the negatives and it's hard to climb up with some of these negatives. Like everyone heaps so much praise on these guys all day, every day. So Matt Williamson is going to bring him down a peg or two, bring him down to earth a little bit. This next guy is hard to bring down a peg or two though. Exactly. And to be honest, I'd have him, I'd I'd have the next guy a little bit higher on this list. We'll go four through 10 on how ESPN's uh, article uh, well, it's not ESPN, but the league executives and coaches rank quarterbacks in the NFL. But first, let's talk a little bit about Dave. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You can't change the past, but if you get a little help from future self, you might want to. Maybe you could ask to borrow a little bit of cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app. They can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. No interest and no credit check needed with Dave's. And million, millions of people have already done it. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, maybe need some extra help, a little extra cash, download the Dave app and think of it as a helping hand from future you download the dave app now from the app store that's dave d-a-v-e sign up for an extra cash account and get up to 500 dollars instantly for terms and conditions go to dave.com slash legal instant transfer rates do apply banking provided by evolve member fdic which nfl stars move the betting lines the most well our friends at bet online have helped us out there and starting july 18th locked on gives you the 50 most valuable players in the nfl from the odds makers at bet online available monday it was this monday it started so go check it out there's a lot of videos already up on the locked on nfl channel on youtube which is also the home of peacock and williamson wherever you find the locked on nfl podcast is where you can find the breakdown and i do make an appearance or two because i do host locked on 49ers and there are a a 49ers player or two not going to ruin the list but uh, some 49ers do show up on the top 50 list of line movers in the nfl 
Okay, Matt, Tom Brady coming in at number four on the list as voted by league executives. And I wouldn't even, I, I mean, and, and some, but some folks did rank him number one and there was a number mm-hmm. one vote for all these top guys. So, you know, they, it's not like everybody saw it exactly the same. It's just that Rogers got the most votes. Then uh, Patrick Mahomes got the next most, then Josh Allen, and then Tom Brady, I would have my personal list. I think these are the top four, but my list would go Mahomes, Brady, Allen Rogers. That's the order. And I know Rogers has the MVPs recently, but the the other three just scare me a little bit more. And Tom Brady death by a thousand paper cuts. It's just, he's the guy you don't want to face ever. I know. And it wasn't long ago that I thought defensive coordinators would much rather game plan for Brady than they would Mahomes or Allen or even Lamar or these unbelievably athletic guys that, four or five seconds into the down or still making plays. And I, I don't have a coverage scheme to you know hold up for four or five seconds, but Brady's superpower is knowing what you're going to do before you do it. And the ball comes out and there's no right and no defense has the perfect scheme and he knows every possible weakness. So we know what he is. I mean, he's an utter superstar and just a couple notes to throw in here. And I'm trying to reach for negatives. Obviously, He's not a great runner. He's not a great athletic ath- athlete or play extender. Um, I will say he has had a nice benefit in Tampa Bay of playing with a very, very good supporting cast. I mean, including the Antonio Browns and Gronkowski's and O-line. You know, he went there for a reason and the weather. So he's no dummy. He didn't go to Houston. You know, I mean, uh, so that has helped him as well. Um, but again, how do you argue with this guy and the other thing is i think they threw the ball more than any team in the league last year oh he's, by the way you he's, know he's not just he's, handing it off he's 20 years older than the guy in front of him and behind him <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah that's he's 18 or uh 18 or 19 years older than patrick mahomes patrick mahomes is already on his second contract in the nfl yeah, I mean, it's remarkable. I mean, I, I can't imagine how much older he is than Ritter and Malik Willis and those guys. Right. You know? Oh, my gosh. Um, Double. Well, well, actually, I think last year's class is younger. Uh, Trey Lance is younger than all those quarterbacks. From this yeah, you're right. You're right. Because Trey Lance is only 21. So, yeah, he's mm-hmm. got almost 25 years on, on a guy like Trey Lance <laughs> and uh, and Justin Fields. Um there's not much to say about. No, I don't Brady, know what else to even. But my my question to you is number five, Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. Is he the next Tom Brady? I have a hard time with he's a winner, intangibles. But I put the huge check in the Joe Burrow box for winner, intangibles, leadership. And he might be the most accurate quarterback in the league right now. Um, my concerns with him, he wouldn't be five for me. And to be honest with you, I think I'd put Herbert slightly above him because they're both the same draft class. So if we forever linked, but that's close. Um, it's very easy to say the Bengals had garbage O line and now Burrow won't get sacked anymore. Well, I think the thing he needs to work on is helping his O line, getting the ball out a little quicker. It's easy to blame the O-line and think Joe has no warts, but sacks are also a quarterback stat, and he, he holds the ball too long. 
the combination of a better offensive line and him just growing as a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's coming. Right. It's something you see there. Like Drew Brees got better at it throughout his career. He, uh, he, yeah. you know, he wasn't getting the ball out in 2.3 seconds his rookie year or his second year. You know, he kind of got really to that. Hard. Tom Brady did as well. And you get a little older and you realize I should probably don't need to tear another ACL. I, I need to, I need to not take nine sacks in a playoff game. And just <laughs> right. Self-preservation is important. Even though he hung in there and, and made some plays. So, um, but yeah, Joe Burrows, he's, it's, it's the, it's the, it's almost scarier with Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, guys like that. Where you're like, I just, I can't even, I don't even know what it is that's going to beat me, but I know he's going to beat me somehow. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't want the ball in his hands at the end of the game. And, you know, he could be my quarterback all day long. I have nothing against Burrow at all. I just think he'd probably be six for me, not five. You know, I mean, I, I would have Herbert slightly ahead of him. Sneaky athletic, too, is Joe Burrow. <laughs> yes. Uh, Matthew Stafford at number six coming off a Super Bowl. We talked a lot about, okay, does this, you know, solidify his Hall of Fame status? Because he's got a Super Bowl ring now, does Matthew Stafford. But I I think one thing's pretty darn clear is how impactful he has been. And he wasn't holding down the Detroit Lions for all those years. It was the organization, the, the franchise that was holding him down. He comes to the Rams who were, you know, ready to go. And guess what? Goes and wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. Still some inconsistencies, still some turnovers that I don't love, but I think he's always been eight to ten, and now deserves to probably be seven ish again. I'd probably put Herbert ahead of him. What what you really see about Stafford, especially going from Goff to Stafford, is just all the the difficult throws that he attempts. You know, a dig route over the middle of the field, deep downfield, or a deep post between two safeties. You know, he's going to try that stuff where Goff didn't, and he has special abilities still. He's kind of the opposite of Rodgers, where he'll take too many chances. Yeah, he leads that way a little too far. He's always been kind of a hero ball guy, and maybe he's at the perfect point of his career, but he still did that last year. He nearly – he threw an interception and went right through Joukowsky Tart's hands against the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. If that's an interception and the Rams season ended on Stafford throwing a pick instead of them going to the Super Bowl – how different would we be talking about Stafford right now? And 100%. that was just a guy dropped an interception that was in his wickets. You know, it was it, we went right through his midsection. And he threw a couple more picks in the Super Bowl, right? Was it two interceptions he threw in the Super Bowl? So Yeah. I mean, I was going to bring up the interceptions. He tied for the league lead. I mean, he threw yeah. 17 of them. Which is why you would put Justin Herbert ahead, and Justin Herbert comes in at number seven on this list. Yeah, I'd have Herbert slightly over Burrow, too. Uh, he's one that I'm having a really hard time finding weaknesses for, and he's only 24. I mean, he's right there with Allen and Mahomes as a thrower and as an overall talent. I mean, his first year, he didn't have much of an O-line. I thought he overcame a lot in his first year. I, I, he could be one next year, and we might all just be like, oh, yeah, he's one. One of the sources here, and and all of the sources, whether they're coaches or uh, you know high level players or GMs or scouts or or whatever they are, none of them are named. Everyone's anonymous. One of them said he will be the best quarterback in the game, and nobody's it, people are going to start being less and less surprised as mm-hmm. it goes along. So I find yeah. that fascinating. But nobody ranked him higher than five. Yeah, and I would have him five. I didn't see that quote to be fully transparent, but I just said if he's one next year, we all might just be like, oh, yeah, Herbert's one. Let's have a question on who's two. I mean, yeah, he's he, capable of doing that. He's on the the Josh Allen path of, oh, crap, this guy's scary good. Fewer weaknesses, though, at that stage of his career than Allen. Better earlier, for sure. So he had less yeah, ground yeah. to make up. But but that's also what, what's been so remarkable about Josh Allen. You have to give him so much credit because, you know, it's not it was not it wasn't all Brian Dable. Like he had to work. He got a lot Big better. Time. 
And I, I, that, that's another thing that I see from, uh, from people and they talk about now it, it's probably going to go on for years and years where you have a prospect that's raw and you say, Oh, well, Josh Allen went from 52% to, you know, 69% passer. It was like, like that's normal. You shouldn't expect that to happen. It happened one time and it might not ever happen again. Yeah. Again, this is a different conversation and, I grew up saying, you know, being drained, grained, grinded into my head. Quarterbacks are not going to get more accurate, especially going from college to NFL when the windows are smaller. But one thing I'm a little open to, and I'm not saying anyone's going to make the jumps Allen did because Dak made a little jump. I just think these Jordan Palmer quarterback coaches, um, what they're doing with body chemistry and physiological and your knees a little too bent. That's why your accuracy wanes and technology. I do think the stuff that goes on away from the team is far better than it's ever been. Yeah. Technology, video work, and yeah. what they're able to do in the off season. It does change things that you're, you're, you basically have a constant 24 hour a day coach. If you want one. Yeah. Biomechanics. You right. Know. Okay, we'll finish up the list. That was uh, Justin Herbert coming in at number seven. We'll get eight, nine, ten, some honorable mentions, what they got wrong, what they got right from league executives and coaches on the top quarterbacks in the NFL. But how about our friends at Built Bar? They're always inventing new, healthy, tasty snacks, and it's always mind-blowing how they're able to get all that flavor into a Built Bar, yet have it be low in calorie and low in sugar. And they've done it again with the coconut brownie chunk. And you can get both the classic coconut brownie chunk flavor of built bar or if you like the marshmallowy puffs you can get the coconut brownie chunk puff as well at built.com both bars covered in 100 real chocolate so it's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness but again like i said low calorie low sugar high protein and all delicious you don't have to choose between delicious and healthy anymore 17 grams of protein in most built bars but only 130 to 150 calories in most built bars five grams of sugar it's pretty amazing low in net carbs high in fiber it is the perfect snack to reach for get that protein in your body without all the sugar without all of the calories replace all of those terrible for you snacks and all your secret hiding spots at work in your um in your purse in your glove box in your car of course in your pantry at home replace them with built bars so you're reaching for a snack that tastes great that you feel good about eating that is good for you oh yeah and is covered in 100 real chocolate so find the coconut brownie chunk bar and all of the flavors at built.com get a mixed bar if you're not sure what flavor you want go to built.com use promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your order again that is promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com Russell Wilson and his new home with the Denver Broncos coming in at number eight. I think he's a good spot for Russell Wilson. Don't really know yeah. what to expect from him outside of Seattle, but uh, I like his weapons. I think it's a really good landing spot for Russ. Yeah, and he deserves all benefits of the doubts because his resume is awesome. I would have a tough time. Wilson versus Stafford, to me, is a good conversation. Um, but they quote here, he hasn't really had a great 18 months on the field. You know, all last year was pretty suspect, and he finished the year before that pretty suspect. And it's easy to say, well, they didn't let him cook, and Seattle's living in the Stone Ages. But they didn't let him cook, and they were living in the Stone Ages three years ago when he was one of the best players in the league. I mean, he hasn't played great lately either. I do think he'll be a massive success for the Broncos. But you know, if we're going to harp on negatives, which I promise to do, 
there's times where because of his height, he does not see things come open in the middle of the field. He's a much better outside the numbers than inside the numbers passer. And he's overcome it, but it doesn't mean it's not a weakness. And we haven't quite seen the growth of efficiency from him. He's kind of the same player he was, but not quite as quick as he is as he used to be sure. at 33 years old. So, you know, can he take that next step? And, and you're right, get the ball out quicker, find more easy intermediate layup throws instead of that rollout and, and trying to hit the the, the deep play. So, um, I, I, you know, I don't know what to expect from Russell Wilson, where he's at in his career. He's a really good player, even underrated, I think, at times because of how much the Seattle Seahawks won and didn't win before he got there. But it is weird that he was on an MVP MVP pace for half of 2020, then kind of has a you know a rough second half of the year, or just not as good as the first half of the year, and then was injured last year. So you can explain away the 2021 because of some injuries. They're, they're changing offensive coordinators because clearly something wasn't adding up with what the Seattle Seahawks wanted to do on offense, what Russell Wilson wanted to do. So I think it's actually really good that he got away. I don't, maybe it's good for the Seahawks. It's harder to see that, but I think it'll be better for Russell Wilson. I think we're going to see a better Wilson than we've seen for the last 18 months too. I tend to agree. Again, I give him every benefit of the doubt. I think his move to Denver is going to – increase his status for Hall of Fame voters, legacy, all that stuff. I think he'll be very, very good for them. But he is 33 years old. You know, I mean, a lot of his story has been written. Deshaun Watson, only 26 years old still, which is hard to believe. He I comes know. in at number nine on this list. and he BP, definitely- do me a favor if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. I, I'd like to lump these next three together. I know there's only 10 on the list, but by the time people are listening to this, I think a lot of people realize – this article came out, and the immediate reaction is, how on earth is Lamar Jackson not in the top 10? And I get that. When I heard that clip, I'm like, how on earth is Lamar Jackson not in the top 10? But 9 and 10 are Deshaun and Dak, and then I guess Lamar like missed it by half a vote or something. You know, like him and Dak were neck and neck for the votes. I don't know how I'd rank those three, to be honest with you. And Watson in himself, as we say way too often on the show, is just a huge asterisk. I mean, not only is he possibly not playing this year, but he didn't play all last year, you know? And if we're just talking about the football player, I would put Watson over Jackson. But I don't think you can just talk about the football player in this instance. You got to be on the field. I understand why you would get votes, but there's no way that Deshaun Watson belongs on this list because you have to be playing the best way to, to be it. a top yeah. 10 football player. And then therefore, Lamar should be a top 10 quarterback. But right. And Lamar should be, of, he should be ahead of both of them anyway because Lamar was right yeah. there. Like if you said, uh, even before last season, you said, okay, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, uh, where do they rank on this list? Ah, they're, you know, they're five and six or something. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're back to back anyway. So uh, easily... Lamar Jackson should leapfrog, and I I do think Lamar Jackson's a, a much more difficult player to play against. Uh, as I talked about earlier on, like who who keeps me up at night if I'm trying to play if I'm playing against your team the next day? Dak's a really good player, but I'm much more worried about Lamar Jackson than Dak Prescott. So I, I think everyone's gripes are real, and at the very lowest on this list, Lamar Jackson should be number nine. Okay, and then that's a good point. I mean, if I was building the Williamson list. I couldn't feel good about myself putting Watson over Lamar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, just because he hasn't played and you have to be a leader, you have to be accountable, especially at this position, you know, character matters. Um, I'm a big Dak believer, and I think he's been a little bit of out of sight, out of mind since that really gruesome injury. But that was one of the best offenses in the league last year. 
But I'm with you. I mean, if you ask defensive coordinators, they would probably rather play against Dak than Lamar. Lamar is a total nightmare. He's an anomaly. He's a unicorn. But I mentioned I want to talk about the negatives. And there's a new thing about Lamar that really worries me. I mean, to be very honest, and I think I've gone down this road before on the podcast, but when he came in the league, every defense was petrified to play man coverage or blitz him which makes perfect sense. Like we can't turn our back to him. You know, we got to play zone. I can't come after him with five or six men because what if he dances around two of them? They only have a couple guys on the back end to try to bring them down. Well, his processing got exposed and the dolphin game was the best example with heavy blitzes, six man pressures, Xavier Howard on Xavier Howard on islands behind them because the Ravens never had man beating receivers either because they never saw man. And now his ability versus big blitz and man coverage to get it out quick to be the Brady processor has been exposed and he's going to see a ton of it. And that's why I didn't understand why the Ravens not traded Marquise Brown, but I think Bateman will be a good man coverage beater, but they need one more. It's a big year for Lamar to, it is. to prove he can adjust to the adjustments and prove he, he can stay contract on the line. Yeah, he's got the style, uh, you know, uh, he runs the ball a lot. And, and you know, he, he's a magic about not getting hit. But, you know, the more yeah. he runs, the more he's going to get hit. And if he doesn't have his legs under him, how much valuable, how valuable is he? And it's the, the, the reason I talked about the old school list with the quarterbacks is there's still di- a lot of dinosaurs out there and they see Lamar Jackson's playing style. They're like, that's not what a quarterback is. I need a I pocket yeah, right, period. Right. And I think he just gets deemed for that unfairly because look, there's so many other no things important quarterback. And, and that's where, you know, Dak gets more votes and, and Dak didn't get a ranking higher than seven either. And, and, and I don't think he deserves it, right. but I would never have him below 11 or 12. True. Very true. So yeah. and I think there is a, a, a gap after those guys we've talked about. And mm-hmm. the thing I hate from Dak's perspective is it made everybody pile on Dak and talk bad about Dak. And it's not Dak's fault that he was ranked in the wrong spot, you know, because you don't have to bring one guy down to bring another guy up. Dak is a really good football player. I would just have Lamar higher. Yeah. And I think that they were really like a vote or two apart, you know, and Maybe it did come down to some old school GM going, I don't like that style of quarterback. He should have had a wide receiver. I can't <laughs> right, put him in yeah. the top 10, you know. Yeah. Um, last note, though, you mentioned that there really is a top 11. I, I think there is. If we cl- include Watson, which I think we should, none of the rookies or young guys are even in the conversation yet. But I think these next two, these honorable mentions, are pretty clearly 12 and 13 in whatever order you want to put them now. Uh, Kyler Murray should be higher but just needs he needs to put it together. He's almost yeah. like he's almost he's almost done what Russell Wilson has done, but then doesn't have the decade before that of of playing at the high level. You know what I mean? Like you're just expecting something more, and it's like, okay, where's that next step, Kyler? Like what what's going on here? Is it because of the offense? Because of his offensive coordinator, uh, or is he just not quite going to be there? And obviously, you know, size and people are going to say, oh, he's too short to play NFL quarterback. Maybe that's why he's never going to reach the upper echelon, but. Uh, again, he's a tough player to play against, and, and I'm, I'm expecting more from Kyler. So, Kyler, go be on this list next year. Yeah, and a couple thoughts on Kyler. Obviously, his running athleticism is remarkable. Vastly underrated from an accuracy perspective at all levels. Deep thrower. He's a great passer and never gets that credit. But he has some of those little problems, as Russell Wilson did, in terms of seeing the field. Um, I think he's developing as a processor as we talked about with Lamar but isn't there yet 
And I wanted to run this. I've been meaning to talk to you about this for a while with Kyler because there's been a lot of talk about him as a leader. And I don't know the young man. I just know that a lot of people don't think he's the first one in the building, last one to leave, you know, most popular guy on the team, Joe Cool hanging with the old lineman, you know. And there, I think there's a lot of value to that. You know, Joe Burrow, we talked about his leadership. But I've heard someone describe Kyler as this, and I know you have a baseball background, that Kyler, who was drafted very early by the A's, is a baseball leader. He's not a football leader, where it's kind of an individual you know, sport. We all travel together. It's a long season. I don't have to rah-rah you up for 16, 17 games. He might be mentally, in the way he looks at the games or sports, more through baseball eyes than football eyes. Yeah, I can see that, and I'm yeah, not going yeah. to. I'm not going to speak. I'm not going to speak to Kyler Murray's work ethic because I, I'm not sure about that. But certainly, just with interviews and even from the the mm-hmm. start, from the whole like, is he going to play football? Is he going to play baseball thing? And like, he's on camera getting interviewed, but he's like kind of looking over at his dad for what answer to give. You know, right, kind of like right, right, right. And quiet, and there's always been something weird. And you know, that doesn't mean it, 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 that's the type of personality that can't be great or can't win in the NFL. And he might be working really hard off the off the. Uh, you know, behind the scenes. So I'm, I'm not going to say anything about work ethic and any of that stuff, but just as far as the leadership and how he comes off just from what we can see of him there, there, it leads you to questions like yeah, something's weird about it, right? There's yeah, something yeah, yeah. weird about the way he carries himself and maybe it's just young. Maybe it doesn't matter at all. And he's completely different, but when the camera's on him and it's what you and I see, something does seem not quite right. There is from a leadership perspective. Mm-hmm. But no one talks on a baseball team of he's the leader of the team. He's the face of the team. You know, you come to the plate one every nine times. They hit the ball to you once in a while. Maybe you're the best player, the star arm, but you're not. There's not a quarterback in baseball. And he just kind of comes across that way. And with his background, that would add up. Really, my biggest concern with him is I want him to be the same player in December as he is in September. Yep. And I I get the feeling. And uh, I know our colleague, uh, Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals would tell you this is that Cliff Kingsbury is holding him back. So. I think there's something to that. Yeah. yeah, 100%. The other two names that got votes, uh, nobody else got a vote besides Kirk Cousins and uh, you mentioned Derek Carr already mm-hmm. on this list. But again, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, they don't scare me at all. Kirk Cousins is the Mendoza line of, you know, starting NFL quarterbacks. I think we've talked about that. It's like, you know, if you're if you're worse than Kirk Cousins, you're trying to find a new player unless, you know, you already have a young up and coming player. But I mean, at this point, I mean, I might, you know, I would rather have Justin Fields or Trey Lance than Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, uh, it's certainly really any of the first rounders from last year. Um, but that's not necessarily what this list is, is who's playing at this level right now. And, and Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. So, but it's interesting. Nobody else even got votes. Um, and Derek Carr is a, a tough one. You love Derek Carr. I, I'm not as loves a strong Derek word. Carr, but <laughs> compared to me, <laughs> I like him more than you do. But yeah, yeah, he's 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 just above that line. You know, he's yeah. above the the Kirk Cousins line, and and he was voted that way. And it, tomorrow, if you had to bet on a quarterback to go out and win a game with, would you take Derek Carr over Kyler Murray? I'd rather play against Carr. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. I think Kyler and Carr are their own tier. They couldn't be any different. I think Carr is clearly the 13th best quarterback in the league, I guess, by this these parameters. Um, to your cousin's point, I'll be shocked if he gets any vote next year because I think Fields, Lance, Lawrence, somebody will not be the next Herbert or Burrow, but will 
be in the conversation and bump the cousins of the world out of there. Those second year quarterbacks, I can't wait to see how they turn out this year. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Like there's going to be some crit, and there's it might even be Mac Jones playing the cousins role, but just doing it better than cousins. You know? Right? Are we talking about Mac Jones like we just talked about Joe Burrow? Right, right, right. Yeah. Boy, there's nothing around him, and they won 11 games in New England. How on earth did that happen? And like as bad as some of the seasons look for Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, I would not be shocked at all if we were talking about wow, these guys are really good, and they got mm-hmm. a lot better, and. Uh, and so that, that's what's going to be so much fun about this football season to me is those second-year quarterbacks. This I'm not trying to make a bold prediction because he was not good as a rookie. I think Lawrence will be on this list next year. I mean, there's uh, nobody's retiring anymore. So it's like how like long that, is Rodgers and and yeah. and because a lot of these other guys are pretty young. How long are Brady and Rodgers going to be on the list? Because there needs to be somebody coming off the list because it's going to be hard to pass those guys up even if they do take a huge step in year two. Yeah, the other positions at least lose people quicker. Right, <laughs> and Brady has been sitting on the top 10 for my whole lifetime. That's pretty amazing. All right, that is how the league sees the top quarterbacks in the NFL. It's a fun read. Go check that out from Jeremy Fowler at ESPN to get all the anonymous quotes from league sources on all the quarterbacks in the NFL. More to come daily as we get ready for training camps 2022 right here on Peacock and Williamson. Back at it tomorrow. Talk to you then.